Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, September 24th, 2020. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. If it's Thursday, that can mean only one thing. Steve Wiltfong, Director of Recruiting for 24-7 Sports, checks in from the capital city of Indiana. Steve, how goes it? Hey, good morning, Daniel. Goes well, man. I am going to see one of the top high school football games of the uh, of the weekend this coming weekend which will include an Ohio State commit in in that ball game I'm going to see uh, Cincinnati LaSalle and, and and Buckeye safety commit Jalen Johnson take on Indianapolis Cathedral here in the Hoosier State and it's uh, been a beautiful week weather-wise and we've been sending it down I-70 through Dayton on the way to Columbus daily. It has been an extended celebration with the return of football. You have an excellent story up on the site now about how the Big Ten's return affects the recruiting cycle. Ohio State currently has the number two recruiting class, the Fighting Khakis, coming in at number 10. Those are your top two Big Ten teams. You talk to plenty of coaches for this piece. It is excellent. If everyone has not read it, they need to get over and do so right now. But let's talk about it. What was the general vibe that you got? Is the Big Ten back in the mix? And just how big of a calamity did they avoid by playing football? Well, I think when you talk to a bunch of these guys, two things kind of stuck out for why they really wanted to play. First is a perception deal that uh, other schools would be able to point to football being basically more important in their league and in their region of the country. And, and so when you're recruiting nationally, um, it's, I don't know if I necessarily buy it, um, but, uh, that, that is certainly a concern, uh, that, that some of these programs had and, and, uh, and, and doesn't mean that there's not some validity to it. I, I just, uh, I, I'm not so sure. And then the, the second thing, uh, is just the fact that it's an unfair advantage for the teams playing compared to, to you, um, not playing, you know, one one staffer in the Big Ten pointed to Clemson and Notre Dame doing a good job with their social media pregame, their pregame sideline passes and and virtual tours and, and all of that that they're doing on game day, uh, that if you're not playing, you're not getting that opportunity to showcase that. And really, it's just another talking point with recruits. I mean, when you're talking the top targets so often, you kind of run out of stuff to talk about sometimes. So it's just another angle uh, to present uh, your your product and also talk about different things. And then the third thing is obviously playing. Um, if you're not playing, you're not able to say, hey, make sure you're watching our game. Make sure you're watching Pete Werner uh, on Saturday. That's the position that we have you identified for Make sure you got eyes on Pete Werner. That's exactly the way we see you running around in our defense. Well, if Pete Werner is sitting at home eating popcorn, watching college football, uh, just the same as us, uh, he, he, you can't watch Pete Werner. But now, now Ohio State can point, you know, tell 2022 targets uh, to watch Indianapolis native uh, Pete Werner uh, um, uh, play play for the Buckeyes, and and and, and so. Uh, those are those are the reasons why it's big to play from a recruiting standpoint uh, when you when you talk to people uh, on that side of the fence and yeah I, I think that at the end of the day when you know this is behind us and Ohio State and Penn State and Michigan are back to putting in over a hundred thousand people into their stadiums anything that was perception based on oh football is more important and 
this part of the country. I, I, I don't see that being anything that's going to have any ramifications, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong or naive to that. Uh, but uh, on the flip side, just being able to show you product and, and, and one staffer certainly pointed out to, if you have a good team, you want to play. And, and maybe if it's going to be a tough year, you kind of wish we didn't play. So uh, there was one staffer that didn't think it was a big deal and thought that uh, it was all blown out of proportion. And, and, and cited the fact that, hey, you never know if it's a good thing or a bad thing to play. What if you got a tight end committed and, and, and you have a freshman tight end emerge and, and, and that tight end thought he was going to come in and emerge as a true freshman. So I, I am of the belief that playing is much better than not playing, but that was another man's opinion. Do you think it directly affected anybody in Ohio State's class of 2021? No, I, I think that this is a class that has a tight bond. I, I, I don't think anyone, I think everyone in this class is excited to be a Buckeye. And, and I don't think anyone thinks that this is affecting them in their Ohio State career. You know, it's affecting them in maybe their senior years. But I think everyone is under the assumption that next year we'll have some normalcy again uh, with, with college football. And, and, and so of Ohio State in particular, I mean, it's still a program that's a, a, a NFL draft factory. And it's still the program that's the perennial favorite in the Big Ten, which means you're, you know, in that uh, small conversation of teams that always have a shot to make the college football playoff. And you know, I, I think like you take take a guy like Trayvon Anderson, he's still never been to Ohio State. I know they're trying to organize a shit dig at Jack Sawyer's house. Hell, maybe it even already happened. I kind of lost track of it, um, but. He's never even been to campus, but is still, you know, in regular communication with Tony Alford and, and Ryan Day and the staff. And I talked to Donovan Jackson yesterday. He got his all or Tuesday. He got his All America Bowl jersey presented to him, and the, the regular conversation he has with Coach Day and Coach Stud just it just really impresses me how much time Coach Day puts into recruiting and 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 building genuine relationships with their recruits and. And, and that carries over to in the locker room, I'm sure. It's not like we're, I'm talking to the players every day that talk about how they get to chit-chat with Ryan Day all the time. But it's it's obviously a culture that people want to be part of. Recruits are pointing, back, pointing to players opting back in to play and how important it is to play that last season with, with Ohio State before they move on to their – the, the next chapter of their football career. And, and it's just, it's not the genuine feel within the Ohio state program is not something you see everywhere in, in college football. And y'all know that, but I mean, it, it is a different, it is a different culture at Ohio state. It's one of the best cultures in college football. And that's why Ohio state's successful year in and year out um, is, is real, is the culture. Certainly there's a ton of talent, um, but we've seen teams with a ton of talent, not win, you know, 12 games annually because it just doesn't come together on Saturdays as, as, as seamlessly as it does at Ohio State. And it takes a lot of hard work to have a good culture, um, but the players are obviously bought in, and, and this next wave of recruits is also bought in. The idea that Wyatt Davis and Sean Wade came back, I think, is going to help recruiting many years into the future. We're going to take a quick break, come back and talk about a little future recruiting. Okay, we are back. Steve, you are loath to get ahead of yourself, but it's time to talk a little bit about the class of 2022. Give everybody three names just to watch that we're going to be talking about routinely here as that cycle kicks into gear. Well, I go to the uh, Bucknuts uh, 
target list that Bill Kierlet keeps nice and organized. And there's a lot of names, man. It's tough to, to list it to three as I think that Ohio state's going to, um, you know, be a player for a lot of, a lot of guys as they, you know, as Ohio state already sits at number two in the, in the class rankings with six commits uh, in that class. So they're, they're off and running. You know, I think, Will Johnson, uh, the number one prospect in Michigan, five-star cornerback out of Gross Point South. Um, he's a guy that Ohio State's near the top of the list for. He's obviously a Michigan legacy, uh, but but Ohio State's a program that when he put out his top schools last week was first out of his mouth, the place he wants to go visit. The number one receiver in the top 247 is Caleb Burton out of DelVal, Texas. Uh, that's shaping up to be an Ohio State-Oklahoma battle from, from my vantage point. Uh, for for Caleb Burton, I think Keon Saab is a is a is the number one ranked athlete out of Williamstown, New Jersey, five star recruit. I know he has great interest in Ohio State. You got the offensive linemen Gunnar Givens and Zach Rice. Uh, they may be a package deal, uh, both out of the state of Virginia, five star prospects, the number one and number two offensive tackles, respectively, in in the twenty four seven Sports composite. Uh, Sean Murphy is the number one inside linebacker in the 24-7 sports composite out of Manassas, Virginia, uh, is a guy that uh, has mentioned in the past that Ohio State's one of the programs recruiting him the hardest. So uh, we didn't get past the five stars there, Dan. Uh, That was nothing but five stars, and and Ohio State's in the middle of it for a lot of them. He covers recruiting. He often brings good news for Ohio State, and we enjoy that. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Take care, y'all. See you on the front row.